In Georgia Ag and Review for the week of October 22nd, we had an update on the Farm Bill. Well, a lot of calendars are marked for November 6th for the national elections, but Craig Brown, Vice President for Producer Affairs for the National Cotton Council, says a lot of those in the ag sector are more interested in what happens after that date. That's certainly the next opportunity to consider many major pieces of legislation, hopefully among those the Farm Bill. Uh, That is the next legislative opportunity. I think Congress is waiting to see how the election comes out. And then uh, we'll see if they're able to get something done during the lame duck, but we certainly hope so. As Brown says, there has been good indication that the bill will come up. That's what the speaker said. He said he would consider it in the lame duck session. We'll have to see if that holds the case. And and I want to give congratulations to Mr. Lucas because he did a really good job of getting a farm bill out of the House Ag Committee under very difficult circumstances. He's got a well-balanced bill that came out of his committee that will hopefully be considered by the House floor in a timely manner or at least some procedure to get it to a conference where we can get the bill done in the lame duck session. And with trade news, Randall Wiseman had this report. The U.S. Trade Representative announced earlier this week that the United States Panama Trade Promotion Agreement, also known as the Free Trade Agreement, will begin next Wednesday, October 31st. The National Cattlemen's Beef Association is greatly encouraged by this news and the ultimate removal of tariffs and other barriers to U.S. exports, including U.S. ag exports. NCBA's Associate Director of Legislative Affairs, Kent Backus, explains what this means for cattle producers. That means that we're going to see the immediate repeal of a massive 30% tariff on all of our prime and choice cuts with a 15-year phase-out on all the remaining tariffs on the lesser cuts. This FTA also provides equivalency standards for inspection, and it brings Panama's import requirements for BSE in line with international standards. But more importantly, it gives us access to two-thirds of the consumers in the Western world, and it increases our foothold in a growing Latin American market. Panama is one of the fastest-growing economies in Latin America, with forecasts of between 5 to 8% annual growth through 2012. Last year, the U.S. exported more than $504 million worth of agricultural products to Panama, and this new agreement will provide U.S. ranchers even better access to this valuable market. And we will wrap up for this week with Everett Greiner. I don't remember how long I've been hearing the word aquaculture, and by youth, if you ate fish, you caught it in a lake, a river, or the ocean. Today, half the seafood consumed never saw the sea. It's raised on fish farms, just like corn and cabbage. From salmon to sunfish, catfish to tilapia, fish farmers produce like any other crop. Fish farming is fast becoming a vital part of the world's food security system. And that may be a good thing. Our oceans are being overfished. Commercial fishermen have to travel farther, work longer hours, and stay out a lot longer to catch their loads. Another problem is pollution. Our ocean waters are not as clean as they used to be. If you buy farm-raised fish, you should know where it's coming from. Yeah, shellfish too. So why do we still call it seafood? It never saw the sea. And remember, you can find these stories along with all the week's Southeast Agnet reports on our website at southeastagnet.com. I'm Julie McPeak with Southeast Agnet's podcast.